Who's there? A broken pencil. Broken pencil who? Never mind, it's pointless. It's not your mama's Christine podcast. <laughs> that was good. Huh? That was classic. Eric is so mad right now. That was classic. That was so stupid. No, it was pointless. Any any new listeners we had are gone. No, <laughs> no they're not. Yes, they're gone. No, they're, they're gone. Not. They hey, just said, don't that's leave, stupid. Don't leave. Don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> Please, we're begging you. <laughs> hey, welcome to Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast. It's a Christian podcast that doesn't take itself too seriously. I'm your host, Shane, with my co-host, Topper. Say, what's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Eric. What's up, everybody? You don't do it right. <laughs> what's up, everybody? <laughs> you don't do it right. Everybody? <laughs> hey, welcome, everybody. So glad you're here. Yeah, I'm glad I'm here, too. So to all our listeners out there, we actually... Um, we're happy to announce that we have a new website out. Hey, 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 hey. A Hot new dog. one. Like we had an old one? Yeah, we have <laughs> we have a website. It is... It took a while, but it it's is, out. It is brand new. It is um, brand new. And I'll be honest, I couldn't even tell you the URL. Um, NYM Christian Podcast. You guys need to know that. <laughs> what is it's it again? Easy. You know, it Can could you be, spell that? It could be NIMCPA. <laughs> NYM NYM stands for Not Sure Mamas. Christian Podcast. Okay. So nymchristianpodcast.com. Dot org? Dot com. <laughs> dot net. <laughs> dot, dot cc. Dot cc. No, dot com. Okay. All Make right. sure awesome. you put www to start yep. as well. And before that, you put http slash nope. backwards slash colon. Colon. Sl- sl- back. It, oh, uh, we're, we're so stupid. And make sure that you also... Take time to to let your dial up connect to the internet. Yes, you know a lot of people still have that. So. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Who? Uh, a couple years ago, I heard that they still make like over a million dollars dial up internet. How? Kansas and Nebraska and old people live there. A lot, of old, there. A lot wow. of old people still alive. A lot of old people still alive. They don't. They don't like change. Yeah, that that isn't change. It's just a time saver. Anyway, it's still sorry. change. No, so we got a new website. You can uh, you can go in and you can listen to our stuff. Everything's on all there. our episodes. <laughs> Which, if you already listen to it now, then you don't need it for yeah. that reason. You can listen to our stuff. If for some reason you're by a computer and rather do it that way. You can submit um, your NYM questions. You can submit your questions online. Um, we have our media stuff, all our all our pictures, all, all our, our videos. Bi- we've yeah, done. all of our bios are now there. We uh, just yeah. got we just got we just took pictures tonight actually for our uh, yeah for yeah. our um it was miserable. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't work out all that well. It took forever. Uh, I don't understand. We, we why. wanted to take one group picture and one individual picture of each of us. Yeah, but Eric, Eric's got to be awkward. Am I right? Yeah, Tyler? I don't know. Here's how it started out. All right, guys, we're gonna take this group picture. You know, we're all about like not taking ourselves seriously. So yeah. make sure like we act. This goofy. is this is myself talking. That's this Eric's is you talking. talking. Yeah, yeah. And so Shane, like, all right, let's get in there. Shane's giving me a wet willy. I'm like, eh. yeah. And I and look, like I'm punching him. In and the we face. look at the pictures, and Eric is just standing there like a goon. Staring. staring, staring, staring not, not straight ahead. Not being subtle. And he said he's being, not being subtle. Because here's why: you guys are doing. Oh, let's have a funny picture. Oh, fake punch. <laughs> yeah, real original. Yeah, real original. Oh, let's do a fake wet willy. Oh, Eric, let's make a funny. You look like. No, so I was just like, I gotta be the subtle one because they're no, being too clownish. Was, mean subtle. It was you borderline like, creepy. Yeah. <laughs> At one picture, you bit your lip. Yeah, yeah. Like you were trying to be seductive <laughs> or something. I don't something. understand why. But you did it, and you—it looked like you were trying to create, recreate uh, an emo band's album cover from 2002. Yeah, I was like looking a different direction, yeah. like I knew the camera. Was yeah, there. like staring off into the distance, like oh, the camera is happening. I don't, I don't snap really a like taking pictures. Know. First off, I know the nec- uh, they're necessary. I'm not good at it. <laughs> I don't like my. I don't like. 
Like I have to. Me like, too. I, That's why I took I so many. I have a fake smile. Robert did take a lot of it. I I have to clear space on my phone <laughs> to make up for the amount of pictures of Topper that yeah, I now have. Yeah, that's true. Have. I did make Erica take a lot, <laughs> and, and he like took his shirt off and his pants off, and I was like, yeah. like we don't, I told you, you need options. Yeah. <laughs> and Topper was like. Shane and Eric, can I have the room, please? And we had to leave. <laughs> well, then Shane has a phone. He said, I'm going to save this one for yeah. later. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't like taking pictures. I'm not... Yeah. I'm not You're not photogenic? I, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm yeah. a good-looking maybe, guy. Maybe but... that's just your face. God. Oh, yikes. <laughs> I'm kill you. Oh, yikes. I don't... I just... Like, I, I have fake smiles. I can't... Yeah. I have to, like, think about something funny. When I was in, in elementary school, every class picture was like the fakest, cheesiest smile. I didn't know how to <laughs> smile. And my mom, I remember getting like class pictures and my mom being like, Shane, what is wrong with you? Just smile normal. But I was always like a really fake, cheesy smile. Yeah. That's what Eric does at 31. Yeah. No, I don't. Shut up. It's, what, it's exactly what Eric does. But anyway, so, so look at, go to nymchristianpodcast.com. You can check out those pictures and we'll even share some of the outtakes <laughs> on, oh. on our instagram some of the really bad so ones bad. um some of those we'll 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 just put all of toppers on there <laughs> i'm just kidding it will, it, people will stop following because yeah, we'll destroy their news feed yeah. but but yeah so check that out that the website is out you can you can submit your questions that way which we still want you to do that because uh, we're we're doing those nym questions not your mama questions we need them we need them, so yeah, definitely send them to us so we can so we can answer your questions. Uh, but who do we have on the podcast today? We have on Jameson from Godspeed, Godspeed podcast, and uh, yep. and James and what Jameson does, he has a podcast with a guy named Ryan, and they interview. Uh, well, Jameson works for HM Magazine, which you don't if you don't know HM Magazine, there they they do a lot of uh, it's all it's a music magazine, a Christian, yeah, a Christian music magazine, and it's really really good stuff. And so they have a great podcast that you can check out check out as well that. Um, we have uh, plugged at the end, and it's also in the show notes. But Jameson was a great interview. Talked about some interviews that he's had with uh, some other uh, big artists like Under Oath and Emery and uh, uh, DC, DC Talk, Talk and yep. so some really cool stuff. And uh, he had a really uh, he had a lot of cool stuff to say about faith growing up in a Christian household and then um, uh, rediscovering his faith later on in life. Yeah, we we were trying to do about like a half hour, and it went like. Way over that, and then even we, we talk to him even we stopped day. recording, yeah. we talked for like another twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Um, yeah, so so it was a very natural and easy conversation that we had. So let's just get you guys want to get right to mm-hmm. it. You guys don't want to make fun of my stupid picture anytime. Well, I mean, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get to our interview with James. asking you but you're from portland right yep. um mm-hmm. which we've interviewed like a couple people from portland at this point yeah, dad tired dad tired guy um so it, it is like the hipster capital yeah. right <laughs> oh sure. yeah well and it's hard it's hard to say too how much portlandia like contributed <laughs> to that or not yeah because yeah. it was one of the when that came along and then i think people were like oh yeah we are like this yeah <laughs> is this how everyone sees us Uh-oh. yeah kind so, of embraced it is after it, portlandia is that show pretty accurate yeah, that's the crazy thing is that it really is like when it first came out, it was funny because bands would come through and it, when Portlandia was really big and they'd, they'd kind of hesitate to ask that like it was going to be offensive. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and we'd be like, yeah, like every and I, I've read that everything they do on there is I mean, it's exaggerated, but it is based off something from right. here. So, right. 
Yeah, That's it's pretty it's cool. pretty accurate. <laughs> and uh, are you originally from Portland? Uh, so I'm about 20 minutes south. It's one of those things where you're like, rather than say some obscure suburb, you're just like, yeah, I'm from you know yeah, the yeah, biggest, yeah. the nearest big right. city. Um, but yeah, about 20 minutes south, uh, Oregon City, end of the Oregon Trail. If you guys ever played the Oregon Trail oh, game, oh my in goodness, have we? <laughs> Not only that, we just played the Oregon Trail this past weekend. The card game, <laughs> yeah. Card game. Uh-huh. Oh, I have, I have a, yep, yeah, I have a date coming up to do that. Yeah, <laughs> have, have you, have, have you played it before? Uh, I, you know, it's funny. I vaguely remember. Well, the computer game as a kid, really yeah, yeah. vaguely. I never liked it, but I guess the card game is pretty fun. I don't yeah. remember how to play it. Right. Yeah, I didn't either. But the card game is fun to play with other, other people. So that's what. Yeah. If, if you play the computer game, you're just by yourself. So. Yeah, I <laughs> and you just I, die. I mean, like like dysentery. That's like the only thing I really remember because yeah. I, I think probably because I didn't know how to play it and I just yeah. died. You you can die from dysentery in the game. Don't worry. Yeah, it's just like oh it. good. <laughs> so so did you grow up in a Christian home? What what was your like faith background as a kid? Yeah, I'd say pretty well. I always say pretty standard, but I have to remember that means a lot of different things. But um. Yeah, like Christian home. I mean, I definitely remember doing like Bible drills as a kid. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys did that. How fast yep. can you find this passage and stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bible sword. That's oh, what we yeah. call them. <laughs> well, and it's funny because now that it's kind of a big trend to like make fun of your own faith upbringing, mm-hmm. um, I am realizing that there were a lot of silly things, but that I certainly didn't have it as conservative as a lot of people did. Like, I remember those Bible video games and stuff, but I, you know, never played them or anything. Yeah. I mean, to give you a, to give you like a gauge, like we couldn't watch The Simpsons. Uh, we didn't go to movies mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, Wait, no, any no, movie? Well. <laughs> See, this is weird, and I always want to ask other people that grew up in the church because we were. When I was a kid, I was under the understanding that it was a Christian, it was a faith thing, because my parents would use the excuse of, um, like, you can't really, like, when you're at home and you can control the TV, if something bad comes on, you get to turn it off, and they're like, well, so we're not like in control there. And I remember my cousin um, or my aunt asking if she could take us to go see Peter Pan. And I was like, well, clearly this is a yes. Like, there's not going to be anything <laughs> bad in Peter Pan. Yeah. And then my mom used the excuse of like. But but movie what you don't know is movies have previews and sometimes oh my the previews goodness. are bad. Yeah, and so as I got older and then realized like that, that was all pretty like <laughs> yeah. not true. Um, my parents were just like, oh, we were just poor and we just didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I'm about to say I have never. I know some like really conservative like Christian mm-hmm. bubble kids. Shane and I were that. I mean, not that much, but. We were yep. definitely like we couldn't watch Simpsons, we couldn't watch Power Rangers, we, we couldn't, couldn't watch, watch Captain America. No, Captain Planet. Captain Planet. We oh, Captain, watch Planet. Captain Planet. Is that so, because he believes in doesn't believe in global warming or believes yeah. in global warming? <laughs> My so, mom always said because there were earthly spirits. Yep. Oh well, yeah. What she would no, that, say. that would make sense. I yeah, Simpsons. I we couldn't watch it until. Like right around age twelve, I think my dad wasn't paying attention, and we started watching it, and then it was like over yeah. from there, and then yeah. it became like my favorite thing of all time too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. No, and nothing I, I, to do with sorcery. Right. Uh, if if I was the right age, Harry Potter, I'm sure would yep. have been. Oh yeah, for sure there. for us. Same well, we us. actually couldn't. I don't. Th- at first, well, if we were older then at that point. Yeah, so. we're older, but yeah, I think I was just old enough to. Well, and it's funny because just a year, about a year ago. Uh, friends were like, but the movies are really good. And I was like, I don't know, those are for kids. Who cares? It's really boring. And then I finally watched one. I was like, I kind of get it now. Yeah. Well, that, that's I, your jam, Topper. Yeah. You Harry love Potter. Harry Potter, right? Yeah, I do like it a lot. <laughs> but when I went to, we went to Harry Potter World in Universal Studios in yeah. Florida, and I had never seen a Harry Potter movie. 
mm-hmm. because the same. Well, we were kind of at the age where we we're like, ah, oh, we're too cool for it, right? Yeah. And then, uh, and then going to Harry Potter World, I was like, this is awesome. And I went home and I bought all the movies from like the dollar bin at Walmart <laughs> and and watched them all. And I now really like them. So I've never seen one. When the last book came out, I was working at a record store at the mall, and we, for some reason, the record store I worked at got the books. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, just as a little added bonus. Uh, but we would get like the pre-orders, so we get them like two weeks early, and people would see them behind the counter and be like, "Oh my gosh, you know, it's the biggest deal." Yeah. And um, and so as people started to come in and fulfill the orders, um, I started like if I was selling one, I was like, "Oh man, have you read it yet?" And they're like, "Well, no, you know, like I'm just finally getting it, and you know, I've avoided mm-hmm. all these spoilers." And I was like, wasn't that so crazy, though, that he, like, got killed by that dragon at the end? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I knew, like, all I knew was that there was sorcery and, and that Harry Potter was the main character. And they were like, I re- like if that's true, I'm, I'm going to be genuinely yeah. really upset. <laughs> so yeah. did you have, like, strict rules when it came to music as well, what music you could listen to? Um, yeah, it's funny. I've been thinking about that a lot. When I was a kid, it was definitely, I think there was enough freedom in the scene, well, the scene at the time. Where like hearing Jesus Freak was like, yeah. I'm I'm getting away with something, but my mom's cool with it because uh-huh. yeah, yeah. still DC talk. But being like, this is the heaviest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, like I will never listen to anything heavier than this. And, uh, <laughs> and so I I think there was, and I think the more that my parents saw me really like get into music too, I think they had some leeway there. Like mm-hmm. I have two older siblings; they were both into just like Tupac and stuff, and so oh, I think. That. The, yeah, so I think my parents were like, well, that's, you know, that's a little too far, but like yeah. as long as Jameson's, you know, sticking to like the hits of DC Talk, then <laughs> probably good. But I mean, I, I can, I talk about this a lot on Godspeed, like I can map out like my, almost my like grade school and junior high and high school years by what I was listening to. Yeah. And then getting into stuff like in seventh grade watching, I don't know if do you guys remember the show called G-Rock? It was on like the Christian channel. Yeah, yep. I remember yeah, that. It was, it was kind of like the Christian TRL sort of a deal. Yeah, and it's still right? around. Well, yeah, like it's still, I think you can still watch it on the internet. But um, wow. once I discovered that and it was like punk videos to skateboarding, I was like, I yeah, can't yeah. believe this is Christian too. That guy has long <laughs> hair. That guy has tattoos. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Like I hope he's repentive, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, uh, my, my brother and I, when it came to, music at first we could only listen to dc talk and audio adrenaline and newsboys Mm -hmm. all those and we couldn't listen to anything else where top of the thing i could listen to like cisco and blink 182 and like (laughs) really wild but um and then we eventually just started buying stickered cds or parental advisory cds which we weren't allowed to have and just hiding them from our parents Mm -hmm. oh yeah i can remember when i my mom found a radius machine cd that i bought and I came home and she had it and she was like, mm-hmm. and she was really mad at me because she thought I borrowed it from a friend and then when she found out I bought it, she was extra Ooh. mad I got in trouble for yeah. that. But I yeah. got to keep it for some reason. <laughs> she, she gave it back. I don't get that. <laughs> well, the topper, topper was listening to Cisco and then, and then he got saved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's this whole Cisco <laughs> thing. It, it, there was a lot more to Cisco, but it, that seems to be what they go back to. <laughs> um, I'm not kidding. I listened to the Thong song earlier today. It was on a, <laughs> on it was on a playlist. It was oh, on a playlist, but I didn't turn it off. <laughs> I, I, I don't feel as bad now. Topper, what other uh, bands did you listen to then at that time besides Cisco and Blink-182? I remember along with the Cisco CD, which was one of the first CDs I ever bought, by the way, <laughs> was uh, Blink-182 Dude Ranch. So I kind of oh, yeah. even, evened it out a little bit. But besides that, anything else? 
Um, he's he's getting see. at something here. Yeah, because because <laughs> he he was like, well, you guys always talk about Cisco. Can you name anything besides Cisco? Uh, uh, Limp, Limp Biscuit, I Limp remember. Biscuit. Oh yeah, uh, I, I got that CD. I would come to your house. I wouldn't allow to have it. I would come to your house and listen to it. Hot chocolate starfish, hot dog flavored water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A friend like top. You need to have that friend. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Top like, oh, you have a Rob down. Zombie CD, and there's like a girl in a bikini. In <laughs> no, the, yeah, no way. <laughs> so then we, then eventually we started getting into like Tooth and Nail and Solid State bands. Like we, we got really into like Under Oath yep. and Emery, Acid's Bird. Yeah, he's legend. Emery, all those bands. So did you yep. start to get into that? I mean, you kind of started talking about but about that, mm-hmm. but you started to get into that stuff too, right? Like that kind of. Yeah, and it was the same thing where it was like growing up in a Christian household and then finding like you're you're pushing all these limits like as you grow up and stuff and that I think was a was like kind of the safest way to push it where mm-hmm. uh like I said you were li- I was listening to people that had looked so different that had tattoos and long hair and all this stuff and were screaming in songs all this stuff that I guess I was never told that's not Christian but you certainly never saw it when you were you know, listening right. to DC talk and stuff. But yeah, certainly the tooth and nail years, the early stuff. Um, I, we just had Steven Christian on our podcast the other day and mm. yeah, yeah. I, 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 I could probably say that stuff formed like a lot of my like artistic influence, even probably the most those years at tooth and nail. And I still under oath, like I feel bad saying this. I still oh, don't like, no, no, ever, no, no, no. I know. I just like still <laughs> ever got, I, I love like the songs that everyone loves. I, but I, I don't see like the genius of under oath. Uh, I understand what you're saying. No, I don't. I disagree. <laughs> I, don't ag- I don't agree with you, but I understand what you're saying. Where it's I'm not willing nec- to learn. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not necessarily that you don't like them. You just aren't necessarily. You you don't necessarily think that they're as good as everyone says. They were they are. back then, and we have like for younger listeners. They they were like when that when what was that second CD? Not their only chase safety. The define the great define line. the great line when that came out. Like everyone was talking about that CD coming yeah. out, they were like the biggest thing just in that genre. Let alone they happened to be Christian, which was great for people like us. Yeah. So yeah. like, so I understand how you're saying like they were like pumped up and everyone was talking about it, but they deserved I guess, it. <laughs> I guess there was a lot of I. I mean, I like because I'm such a lowly fan of theirs. I. I, I mean, I still like Chasing Safety a lot. And yeah, so do I. Um, I, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I didn't catch them at the right time too. Like there's certain bands I can think of that I didn't get into until later um, that people were like, how did you not listen to thrice in high school? And I was like, I remember giving somebody gave me a Thursday CD and a thrice CD the same day. Oh, and yeah, thir- yeah. like I just became obsessed with Thursday and then it took me years to get into thrice. So. Oh, thrice is one of my favorites. <laughs> oh yeah. I finally just saw them actually too. I, I always really? would miss them and stuff just earlier this year for the first time. First I'd, time. Wow. Yeah, I'd, I'd seen Dustin a few times just do solo mm-hmm. stuff, but yeah. yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay. I I mean, I already liked him, but I was like, oh, I get it a lot now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what other bands did you like back then? Just, I'm just uh, curious. Yeah, Amberlynn was was a huge one. Yeah. Uh, uh, as far as bands that really like carried carried on for a long time, like Amberlynn was probably the big one. Yeah. I, I always liked Classic Crime. I mean, Emery too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact, and I'm sure we'll get into this maybe, I do some work for Bad Christian. Yeah. The fact that I can, just the other day, I was like just retweeting something for Emery and I was like, holy cow, like this, like I have bought every one of their albums and like, yeah. I, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would put them really high up there as one of my favorite bands and, and I was it just kind of like a cool moment of realizing that. But um, Taking Back Sunday, Senses Fail, mm-hmm. oh, Dashboard, yeah. and yeah, da- like I now I'm coming back around to being like I'm gonna embrace the the emo phase. Like I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
like dashboard was so huge to me like yeah i can remember writing writing out lyrics to dashboard songs in like 10th grade like in my, <laughs> sitting in my english class <laughs> and being like i'm never gonna tell anyone that i like that i enjoy writing this is so embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> you're like i'm gonna add this to my aim profile and <laughs> yeah everyone yeah else exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah I remember I saw uh, Dashboard and Brand New uh, together when MXPX? I was in. Uh, I didn't see them with MXPX, oh, but that I, would I have been awesome. Yeah. But uh, back when I was like in high school or, or freshman in college and stuff and just thinking, man, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, yeah. It was a, I, there was a tour where it was MXPX, Brand New, and Dashboard. You think of that today. Wow. Oh, I would kill to see that lineup yeah. now. Yeah, for sure. So what are some of your uh, favorite interviews that you've done? Because you've... With Godspeed Podcast, the, the podcast that you host with your friend Ryan, um, you interview a lot of different people. We talked about DC Talk for a while. You've interviewed Kevin Mack from there. But um, what are some of the interviews that you've done that was like one of your favorites or even just people that you never thought you'd ever get a chance to meet or talk to? Yeah, uh, there's quite a few. Godspeed just started back in November. So that, I mean, that list is, is short so far. And it's yep. fun, of course, having Ryan on there. I've, I've been doing music journalism for almost 10 years. Um, and Ryan's been into all these bands and stuff, um, but never done anything at this capacity. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, Kevin Max, like I hadn't, I hadn't interviewed anyone from DC Talk before, like in any other capacity. So it was really weird to have that so many years later, too. Like, yeah, you mm-hmm. think. Yeah, when people ask like the bands that influence you and stuff, and you're like, "Oh, old school dashboard, Taking Back Sunday," but you're like, "No, when I was like seven, I was listening yeah. to DC Talk." DC Talk, like, yeah, that's as far back as I can go. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he was a really, a really cool one. Um, was outside he getting of, ready for his Jesus Freak cruise that's coming up? <laughs> yeah, we didn't end up talking about it, but because I was kind of like, I don't really know even how to like approach this subject. Of <laughs> yeah. Why? Are, yeah. Why is it this sound, happening? It sounded like also he was he wanted to talk about DC Talk, but. He also kind of wanted to do his own solo stuff, and it seemed like yeah. you guys were kind of treading because yeah, we know there's all that kind of yeah. drama in the past. Well, but and it's funny because we went into it with that. We were like, we're gonna refer back to this. We have to. Yeah, it's um, he's from you, DC Talk. You gotta right. talk about DC Talk. Right. The goal was to to re- only to refer back to it in terms of like because we we want to get more personal and stuff. We don't want to just be like, who produced your new album? Yeah. Um, yeah. So we only wanted to refer back to it in that sense of like, how did you deal with, you know, like fame or, and how's and try to always bring everything in the present day. But it was funny because we hung up and I was like, I think he wanted to talk about it. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah. Or he's probably pretty programmed to talk about it anyway. Right. But, um, anyways, out, outside of Godspeed, um, Aaron Gillespie, well, to throw, oh, throw wow. Under Oath in there. Yeah. yeah. Just as you were saying how much you hate Under Oath. <laughs> yeah. I know. How much I hate <laughs> did you tell him? <laughs> did you say, hey, I just don't really, I like some of your songs, yeah. but. <laughs> I just wanted to impress you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, again, like Dashboard, Taking Back Sunday, those bands that just are tied to like so many big memories. So you and, interviewed them too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Dashboard. Wow. It's funny because my the wall behind my computer is all these like photos of me from interviews and posters and stuff, and like front and center is me and Chris Caraba. Yeah. Because yeah. I just <laughs> yeah fanboy. I remember being like, I'm gonna be, like be the biggest nerd about this, not to yeah. him, but <laughs> right. uh, just about it to all my friends because I was like to go you know, looking at anything to go from like being 15 and being so into a band and, and putting them up so high too. Right. Uh, to then fast forward years later to just like sitting across the table and being able to ask whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, was more so just like, well, that's, that's just like a cool accomplishment. That's just yeah, like, yeah. I can say I did that. Yeah. yeah. Did you tell him that, that you were writing down his lyrics in 10th grade science class or whatever? <laughs> I think, well, <laughs> I think eventually I did. We kind of got to be friends, which is crazy. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. I actually, he posted, I actually got my, I got a dashboard lyric tattooed on me a few weeks ago. Nice. And I, I, yeah, I sent him a picture of it and he posted it and stuff. And I was like, this is, yeah, this is, uh, this is pretty neat. But yeah, That's I did. It's surreal. Yeah, it yeah, really is. Yeah. I, d- I did tell him later. And he's, the, it's funny because he's the nicest guy. Instead of being, you know, just kind of like, oh, that's cool. You're like, I've seen a billion, you know, yeah, or yeah. Every, everyone tells, everyone loves me, duh. Yeah. Like, oh, that's, that's, re- that means a lot. That's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, even, I mean, I always kind of, jokingly brag about certain you know i try not to ever actually brag but jokingly brag mm-hmm. about like this dude's number is in my phone yeah, like, yeah that's awesome yeah i'm i'm really i i have a really hard time like acknowledging uh when i do something well or accomplishments mm-hmm. and stuff and i lately that's been my biggest like uh thing to work on and so the other day a friend was like be proud of that like that's yeah. the thing you should be happy about that well yeah. it's really nice of you to share that number on our podcast right now just don't screenshot this as I yeah. <laughs> and next week we will have the lead singer of dashboard confessional on our podcast <laughs> <laughs> I just <texted> him. <laughs> yeah talking about blocking his blocking my number yeah <laughs> yeah well if we're gonna kind of wanted to circle back to the christian music industry and yeah. one thing that uh that i noticed is that some of the bands that we kind of grew up listening to, whether you know it was on Tooth and Nail, whatever the case was, um, we've noticed that some of them um, maybe outwardly came out as Christians initially, I mean, when they started the band, but then we've kind of seen them either kind of fall away from their faith or maybe, you know, maybe actually deny that now. So I wasn't sure, you know, you as a kind of Christian music journalist, if you've got a chance to do any of these interviews and if you've seen anything like this, if you, you know, I don't know if maybe some bands get into it to kind of, leverage their career i mean have you have you noticed that or do you you know have any kind of examples um yeah i don't it's it is really interesting i i just had this conversation even earlier today with someone where i know and you guys can probably attest this too when we were kids like Mm -hmm. calling something christian music was very normal yeah Yeah. and there was a very clear distinction and i remember as i got older an artist would say like we're not a christian band we're just like five dudes that are christians how like that actually like i was I somehow brought myself up to to be hurt by that, to be like, yeah, I was, on, I was disappointed about that when I yeah, heard that. I was like, come on, just claim it. Like you're changing lives here. Yeah. Right. Uh, but then you figure out as as you go on and do things yourself that you're like, yeah, I don't want to be like put in this category necessarily either. Not yeah. to, not that I don't want to be you know connected with Christianity or anything, um, mm-hmm. but that there's just so much like crap that comes along with that tag. Yeah. So I. I do think there's people that, that certainly got into it for the wrong reasons and knowing that the Christian music industry in large part does not care that much about quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you know that you're a semi-okay songwriter, semi-okay guitar player, and you can write a song that has all the buzzwords in it, right. um, you get you to... you got the look. Yeah, and you got you got a Hebrew word of love tattooed <laughs> on your arm. Uh, I hope none of you guys have that. <laughs> we don't. We don't have that. <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> it would have been so great like if this? one of said, oh, <laughs> yeah, I got it at the tramp stamp right on my back. <laughs> it actually says joy. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think some people saw that and easily, of course, exploited that because all it takes is some buzzwords. And actually, Bad Christian's doing a thing right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys listen to them much, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Toby from Emory's doing a thing right now where they kind of bet him if he could make like a CCM song, like in two weeks time, because <laughs> he just thinks he knows the formula so well. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's working on that now, but um, sorry to answer your question. I think, I do think some people get into it with the wrong intentions because they see how easy it is to exploit it. Right. I think, and I would love to hear your guys' side of this too. Like 
I think something that's been interesting as as I've grown up and then I start to wrestle with things in faith and then starting to commiserate with these artists that are saying like, now like let you know like let me write a song that has a bad word in it or let me write a song where I'm struggling. Not everything is rainbows all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I, I do feel like there's been a shift where. Like the only word I can come up with is like cheap grace kind of about it, where mm-hmm. I think they're I think some people are just using starting to use it as an excuse to like live however they want. Yep. Yeah. I like, agree with that. But I, I also have to come back to like, well, I was raised a certain way. I was raised that like you don't drink alcohol, you certainly don't do drugs, mm-hmm. you don't smoke cigarettes, and then uh like Eric you were saying a minute ago, like you that 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 got to you a little bit like i would see a christian band smoking a cigarette and automatically that'd be like they're yeah. lying and they're and there's something wrong here mm-hmm. so i don't know i didn't answer that very fully but no, i do no. think <laughs> no what do you what do you think yeah no i i remember actually one of the times we saw emory we were it was i don't know if you were it was i think it was all three of us and a couple other people and uh, i remember being after there, yeah. the show one of our friends went up to matt mm-hmm. and said something about hey i really appreciate that you guys are a Christian band and makes me like you guys even more and all this stuff. And I remember to this day, Matt turned around going like, no, you should not like us more because we're a Christian band and right. like kind of went off on them about it. And at the time I was kind of like, that was kind of like a jerk move. Yeah. And now that I'm older, I'm like, that makes complete sense to me Yeah. where you don't, I, I didn't, as a band, you just want to be liked as a band, and for not your, just for because, your art. yeah, just yeah. for your art, not not just because you're Christian. Okay, you're Christian, like so I'm gonna like you extra now, right. or you're not Christian, so I'm not gonna like you at all. Like, yeah. like I completely get that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when I remember growing up having collecting CDs and having CD booklets, and I had a Christian CD booklet and I had a non-Christian CD booklet. <laughs> yeah, I separated. Yeah. There's some bands like Thrice, so I didn't know where to put them because yeah. they were Christians, <laughs> but they weren't. Like, yeah, I definitely saw a lot of that well, too. And, and I remember I read um, the the book from uh, Darren from As Cities Burn. Uh, Aaron, you know, uh, you say Aaron, Aaron, not Darren. Yeah. Sorry, Darren. Aaron. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's why I said that. <laughs> but uh, Aaron from As Cities Burn, and he talked mm-hmm. about how sometimes they they hated playing at churches because they felt like they didn't earn it. Oh it yeah. Was, it was like, well, yeah, anybody can do that because. A church will let anybody play there as long as mm-hmm. you say Jesus on stage, right. and and they felt like well, but then if we play, if we got to play at this at this club, then we actually earned that because they're not going to let anybody play there. You have to actually be good to play there. So it was almost yeah. like too easy to be part of the Christian music industry for him. Was, but oh, then there's him. other bands that went well. This is the easy way, so yeah. let's and let's I pretend make like money. we're Christians yeah. and we'll make yeah we'll make money off of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like I I toured uh, for a few years with a band from Portland here called Fallstar, and as I got to know other Christian bands in Portland too, I mean, some people I think some people were exploiting it on purpose, and other people that were kind of just starting younger Christian bands just just was like this is incredible. I mean, this church is going to mm-hmm. pay us twelve hundred dollars to pay their yeah. play their New Year's Eve party, um, and it's like. Because this church just the church doesn't know what they're doing. They're not a club. Yep. They don't have a book of bands, right. so they just throw a huge amount of money at them. Yeah, uh, they just get you know they basically just go off the look. They're just like, oh, kids like rock music, like the <laughs> yeah, yeah. general thing you could say. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's let's have a safe band play at a safe place. Um, right, and and they could maybe even tell you, hey, can you also give a message halfway through? Like it's just such yeah. a robotic plan thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you just want to make money, I mean, go for it. Yeah. 
where where a band like As Cities Burn was like, no, we're actually putting our heart and soul into this, and we want to earn yeah. it. We don't want it to be handed to us. Where right. other bands maybe would go, hey, this is easy to uh, easy way to make money. Let's do that and go that route. So yeah. sometimes a Christian music industry can be so watered down because of that mm-hmm. that that uh, we miss out on uh, you know good bands that are actually doing playing good music and are being creative. But if you are yeah. too honest, then then you're written off, like King's Kaleidoscope, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, Saying that word. Yeah, yeah. They, they're too honest. And so because they did that, now there are some people who will not listen to them because of one word, right? So, And we've talked yeah. about that before. Yeah. I also, I, this is my theory when it comes to Christian music, and not even like the bands we're talking about as much. I'm more talking about like the Chris Tomlins of the world, like yeah. the radio music stuff, Christian music stuff is that most people that are listening to that, my theory is that they don't actually really listen to any other type of music mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. aren't really a good judge of music. Yeah. So yeah. they don't really know good music or not. They just know that someone's pushing Jesus, which they really like, right. to them. And they're like, right. yeah, we're, we're all for that. And so to them, yeah, I'll buy the same Chris Tomlin song yeah. 40 times in a row. Right. Um, oh. and, and, because <laughs> of that, and because of that, I think that it gets easily watered down because I think even I think I heard Aaron Gillespie on Bad Christian talk about how mm-hmm. when he was trying to do a worship album, they mm-hmm. just say we need to sell it to forty year old moms, forty year old right. single mom. Yes, and yeah. like and and just that whole thing of of the Christ, that Christian business of music just kind of mm-hmm. it settled. It does not settle with me very well. Yeah, it kind of yeah. gets at me. It's I I almost start to think of it as the comparison between like an artist and a performer, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor Swift's a bad example because no one wants to badmouth Taylor Swift. But like <laughs> the difference between because uh, people will be like she writes her own songs. Maybe yeah. she does. Maybe she doesn't. But the people that are artists mm-hmm. that are making their own music and and being creative versus um, let's I'm just trying to think of someone like oh, Beyonce just, doesn't write her own songs, right? For example, and and like the song Girls it just says girls like twenty thousand times in it, and right. it took like twenty writers. Right? Don't talk <laughs> about the Queen that way. Well, I was gonna say <laughs> I, was, I actually tried to avoid Beyonce just because everyone likes her so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but like the perform like say, uh, Avril Lavigne, who mm-hmm, knows yeah. if she writes her own songs? But like it, it's easy to to make a pop star. And then have creative people write the music, and then have her, someone like her, be the image. So I do feel mm-hmm. like that's that's the Christian music comparison. Like you're right, Aaron Gillespie. That we talked a lot about his bad Christian interview on Godspeed because of that one thing of him saying the executives want me to write a song for the middle-aged soccer mom who's yeah. having a rough day, who's not really a music fan. It's like right. all these things that like <laughs> yeah. are so count. Uh, not even a music fan. Yeah. <laughs> so so I don't I don't know. I guess. The appeal to them would for someone like Aaron would be, um, hey, you're this like rocker now who does who can do acoustic music like that's the image is more than more cool yep. than anything I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I, I know with us, um, we we've kind of like a lot of people in their faith journey, especially when you get older mm-hmm. in your 20s and 30s, like we are. Um, it's very easy to get to a point where you're you start to change the way you look at the world and look at your beliefs and your and all that stuff and i think a lot of the bands that we used to listen to we saw them do that as well yeah and we just kind of saw it in front of our eyes and some of those bands i think i was more on the younger side where when they were doing i was like what are they doing they're walking away from their faith and then a couple years go by and then all of a sudden i find myself going like well maybe (laughs) i should rethink some of the stuff that i've been thinking about so um have you seen and talked to people 
um, that have talked about that kind of part of the deconstruction of their faith. And then for you and yourself and going to a Christian home, have you gone through that process as well? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's uh, for, I'll, I'll do the personal part first. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the whole reason Ryan and I started the podcast was uh, Ryan and I have been friends since we were about 14 and met in Christian high school, you know, did all the churchy things together mm-hmm. and uh, you know, college time comes around he decides he's going to go to seminary and then he ends up dropping out about a semester before he was done. He's actually finishing it up now. Uh, but he dropped out just cause he, he went initially because he was like, if I'm going to believe this, I want to really believe it and I want to really know it. Mm-hmm. And then as he dove deeper, all of a sudden, uh, over a couple, probably about a year's time, he was like, I don't know if I believe this actually. Mm. Yeah. Um, so having, having a friend go through that, I feel like he was about a year or two ahead of me in that, um, so even why we started the podcast was just to be like, well, there's a lot of podcasts that are talking about this. Like we don't claim to be unique in any way, yeah, uh, yeah. but where we were just having so many long conversations where we thought we want to have these with other people for one. Um, and so anyways, for me, I like deconstructionists, that's certainly like a big buzzword right now. And I guess that's kind of the best way to describe it. I just want to, I don't feel like I need to wipe my slate totally clean and go have a period of do whatever I want and and not have God involved. I just want to figure out, I just kind of want to lay everything that I've learned on the table and say, um, you know, here's the things I want to keep and here's the things I want to get rid of. And I had Mm -hmm. a really great upbringing. Like I'm so, I'm really happy that my parents weren't super legalistic and, you know, conservative, but not strict and not over the top. Um, but if even some of the more movies that would have been better, but <laughs> yeah, I would if I didn't have to be 13 when I saw small soldiers, for <laughs> um, yeah, I think I just want to, for me, yeah, I just want to lay everything out and say like, Hey, you guys did, you know, here's even some positive things that are great, but they're not for me. Right. So I, I, I don't want to just look at things so black and white. Um, and, and Ryan's kind of in that same thing, but Ryan's just way more theological about it, way more intellectual about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, for for bands and stuff, I think that's kind of been the big movement. I think that's kind of why stuff like Bad Christian exists. Um, you know, if, mm-hmm. if I would have heard some of the stuff on Bad Christian, you know, 10 years back, I would have been like, well, these guys are... Me yeah, too. You know, Me too. Uh, not, on, not on their walk currently. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, they've done such a good job at just exposing kind of like we are... Everyone is kind of like this to a degree. Everyone is having these same types of thoughts. And why can't the church come alongside us and say that it's okay to question? And that's been, I don't know, that's been the biggest thing for me is being content in the searching, being content in the questioning and being so uh, enthralled with it that like, I'm happy that that'll probably be my whole life and that it should be most people's Mm -hmm. whole lives, right? You think so? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do. And I think that the church now has gotten to a place where, like you said, 10 years ago, the church would say, Mm -hmm. well, you just need to believe. Right. And, Pray about and, it. Yeah, and ultimately, we will never have all the answers. None mm-hmm. of us will. And so the faith is believing without seeing and without mm-hmm. having all the answers to everything. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that if we if we have questions, we should just accept it, but we should instead pursue it because it only yeah. would strengthen our faith in the long run when mm-hmm. we pursue, because I believe that that when we, when we pursue truth, God doesn't want to hide the truth from us, but rather God wants us to find truth. God wants us to have wisdom. And just yep. as he dealt with Solomon and, and he said, if you want wisdom, just ask me for it. Mm-hmm. I, it's not something that I want to withhold from you. And so yep. in the past, I think the church has gone the wrong direction of just, well, you just believe. 
believe, where now the church is starting to get to the place where where it can say, you know what, bring your tough questions to the table, and mm-hmm. let's see if we can deconstruct our faith a little bit and, yeah. and figure it out a, a little bit more, which I believe is the best way to go about it, but not everybody's on board with that yet. Yeah, well, so I science Mike's book that he wrote, mm-hmm. um, he actually has a quote in it. I think he's actually quoting somebody else, and he said that, Faith and doubt aren't opposites. They're actually go together. The mm-hmm. opposite of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith is certainty. Yeah. So when you have faith, there's going to be doubt. And so instead of being just so terrified of, well, if I explore this doubt, I'm going to lose my faith. Um, yeah. I even heard, I think Aaron Weiss from you that you said that when it comes to your faith, whatever you feel like you're not sure about, not certain about, just burn it down until it gets to the core of it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not scared of anyone getting to their core because I believe that a lot of people, not everyone, but I believe, like you were saying, God will reveal himself. And I've gotten to my core and my core was Jesus. And then mm-hmm. I built it back up right. from from what I've started. And some of it is back to what it used to be. Some of it is a little different. Some of it's like, I'm not really sure which one, but yeah. it doesn't really matter because I have my base already planted at this point. Yeah. Yeah, and I th- I think back to I mean I went to Christian school most of my school life, mm-hmm. um, and I think back to being you know like eleven or twelve, being in like a chapel and being like this is it, like I'm rededicating and like I <laughs> yep, get it yeah. now, and then you know having it having it happen at like twenty one and being like well I'm an adult now, so yeah. like now I really get it, I understand it as an adult now, and then to look back at that and be like you're gonna have that renewal mm-hmm. your whole life. Yeah, <laughs> like there's a million things I know now that I didn't know when I was twenty one, and when I'm fifty, it's the same thing. So yeah. I, I have to think there has to be some comfort within that. Um, Matt Carter, a while back on the show, said something about like if you're not kind of changing your your beliefs and your stances about every six months to a year, uh, then like you're stagnant. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody had kind of made a quote about some girl saying, I don't remember what the stance was on some topic, but like I've believed this since I was 16. Now I'm 35 and I've never wavered. So like look at you know look at how strong I am. And it's like, but like you haven't wait like you haven't developed like even if you still think the same yeah basic thing like yeah, are there degrees it? in there yeah. yeah yeah are there degrees in there at all mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know i i think the perfect example um is porn too within the mm-hmm. church i mean that's not something i ever was talked to about as a kid right and still I, I something that's so fascinating just the what it does to your brain and everything but the fact that the church you know something like triple x church would have been so yeah. insane like when we were kids yeah right right yeah that they go to porn conventions that they talk openly about it that they use the correct terminology even yeah. i i worked for them for about a year or two and even working for them as an adult there were still things where i was like oh man like i my brain is not used to hearing those just like so casually yeah, yeah. so yeah that's I think, crazy I, I think the church is moving in the right direction mm-hmm. like i think, think some of them are yeah. you know and and they're you know, for every church that is moving in the right direction, there are probably <laughs> two that are not. You know, and well, so they have to because the ones that aren't are dying off. Yep, because the people get older and die, and then there's no one left. Yeah, like when they're, they're starting to look hateful, almost. Yeah, they're starting well, to. Absolutely. You know, if I mean the gay topic, I mean that'd be an easy mm-hmm. one to pick on. It's it, they're yep. starting to just look so, just yeah, outdated too. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you're right. The congregations are physically older. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that we every every person has to understand and every person has to get, has to get to a place where where you, you know about yourself that you don't have everything figured out, right? Mm-hmm. Like there is something in my life that I believe in that is wrong. There has yeah. to be. And yeah. there has to be in everybody's life because nobody has everything right. 
mm-hmm. and, and but we so often we are so firm and 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 set in what we believe that we would never change. Where really the truth is. I'm doing something that is wrong or, or I am committed to something that maybe is, is off a little bit. Now, I'm not saying that, that my faith is wrong, but mm-hmm. there, there theologically probably is something that I don't have right. I, right. I'm willing to believe that, um, but not, not everybody is because we always got to mm-hmm. be right all the time. Yeah. It's tough, though. So... But um, I thought Eric had, yeah. had a had a deep thought coming. No. <laughs> yeah, it looked like he was thinking, didn't it? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I wasn't thinking about much actually. <laughs> Eric, do you get told that you look like Casey Affleck? Me? Yeah. He no. Looks, see that? He looks homeless. Casey <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Affleck, Affleck right now. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, I never heard that. I'll oh. take it as a compliment, though. <laughs> yeah. No, he's like, he just won an Oscar. I mean, yeah, yeah I know. Not for his looks. <laughs> he also like beat his girlfriend or something too. Right? There yeah. is domestic abuse allegations. Allegations. Yeah. Whatever. His brother's Batman. So. And his brother's Batman. Yeah. I'm a big Batman guy. Hey. Uh, so wow. That we could honestly we could talk for a while mm-hmm. at this point, but um, we don't want to keep you too long, uh, Jameson. So why don't you um plug your your podcast, some of the things yeah. that that you're doing. Yeah, so Godspeed Podcast just started this last November. Uh, it's kind of do it through HM Magazine. Uh, they wanted to start a podcast, and actually their owner, David, has one, but it's about football, so it's unrelated. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, called Godspeed Podcast. It was not named after the Amberlynn song. We did address that. But... <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Whatever you <laughs> say. Yeah, it was a subconscious thing. Yeah, um, yeah but just uh, it's on iTunes, Godspeed Podcast. It's got a little, uh, little light bulb as the logo, and... Yeah, it's me and me and my best friend from high school just like talking to we try to talk to we try to go across the board with artists. That was the goal. Um, so far, it's been a lot of musicians because that's just where my contacts were. But yeah, uh, we've been having a lot of comics on a lot of comedians, a lot of actors, authors that's and awesome. stuff. So the goal with talking to artists is just to get that unique perspective. Um, a big mm-hmm. question we ask a lot is you you're an artist that does something that the average person believes to be risky you know how many times have every musician heard when are you going to get a real job um, <laughs> yeah. so i'm fascinated I, I me and ryan both are very driven by fear and a lot of things in our lives and we're trying to mm-hmm. get over that um so by doing this we want to kind of ask like you're doing something that's the average person thinks is like ridiculous and risky yeah um so why 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 are you doing that? Yeah, right. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then it's just a bash on under oath otherwise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> so and I'll, and it, we'll have all of the all of uh your info and Godspeed stuff on our show notes. So um awesome. you guys can check it out in there. But yeah. uh Jameson, that was a lot of fun. Thank thanks for chatting with yeah, us. Thanks yeah, so much, Jameson. Oh, thank you guys so much. Thank you for listening to Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a nice review. To support the podcast, you can go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash nymchristianpodcast. Music provided by The Revived. Check them out at therevivedmusic.com. Stay connected with us by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter and Instagram.